0: Hi, I'm Kelly Kaburski, and today we are reading from Daniel 4, 1 through 18, and I am reading out of the message. So, this is a dream of the chopped down tree. King Nebuchadnezzar to everyone, everywhere, every race, color, and creed, peace and prosperity to all. It is my privilege to report to you the gracious miracles of the high God has done for me. His miracles are staggering, his wonders are surprising. His kingdom lasts and lasts. His sovereign rule goes on forever. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at home taking it easy in my palace without a care in the world. But as I was stretched out on my bed, I had a dream that scared me, a nightmare that shook me. I sent for all the wise men of Babylon so they could interpret the dream for me. When they were all assembled, magicians, enchanters, fortune tellers, witches, I told them the dream. None could tell me what it meant. And then Daniel came in. His Babylonian name is Belshazzar, named after my God, a man full of the divine Holy Spirit. I told him my dream. Belshazzar, I said, chief of the magicians, I know that you are a man full of the divine Holy Spirit, and there is no mystery you cannot solve. Listen to this dream that I had and interpret it for me. This is what I saw as I was stretched out on my bed. I saw a big towering tree at the center of the world. As I watched, the tree grew huge and strong. Its top reached the sky and it could be seen from the four corners of the earth. Its leaves were beautiful, its fruit abundant, even food for everyone. Wild shelters, wild animals found shelters there. Birds nestled in its branches. Everything living was fed and sheltered by it. And this also is what I saw as I was stretched out on my bed. I saw a holy watchman descend from heaven and call out. Chop down the tree, lop off its branches, strip its leaves, and scatter its fruit. Chase the animals from beneath it and shoo the birds from its branches. But leave the stump and roots in the ground, belted with the strap of iron and bronze in the grassy meadow. Let him be soaked in heaven's dew and take his meals with the animals and graze. Let him lose his mind and get an animal's mind in exchange. And let this go on for seven seasons. The angels announce this decree. The holy watchmen bring this sentence so that everyone living will know that the high God rules human kingdoms. He arranges kingdom affairs however he wishes and makes leaders out of losers. This is what I, King Nebuchadnezzar, dreamed. It's your turn, Belshazzar, to interpret it for me. None of the wise men of Babylon could make heads or tails of it, but I'm sure you can do it. You're full of the divine Holy Spirit." So, just a reminder, Daniel is a teenager, and he's a teenager who's been taken captive, and he comes to realize that God was miraculously working with him, not just preserving his life. God was revealing through him major prophecies of world ruling empires. So, when we look at the dreams of Nebuchadnezzar, there were two as we get to the fourth chapter of the Bible. The first one was the heart of the beast. The second one is the great tree, and a couple years after his first dream, Nebuchadnezzar had the tree the dream about the great tree. Now, if you 're familiar with this passage from Sunday school, you know about this dream and what happens next. Daniel warns Nebuchadnezzar that the dream is about him, and after having this dream, Nebuchadnezzar is gloating over all of his accomplishments. We know that Nebuchadnezzar didn't start with Daniel because he knew he would get an honest answer from Daniel, even when the truth is hard to bear. So Nebuchadnezzar again went to others to interpret the dream, and they weren't able to interpret it. The ancient world dreams were thought to be visions of future events, and King Nebuchadnezzar's dreams were troubling him. So he sought resolution and interpretation from these visions from supposedly the wise men of Babylon. However, when the king didn't reveal his dreams to them and asked if they were truly supernatural men, they'd know his dream and its interpretation. God only discloses his dreams to Daniel. We know that Nebuchadnezzar's contact with Daniel and his friends, one might think that the king was on the verge of salvation. Yet we know that contact with believers does not necessarily mean salvation. It has to be a heart change, not just who you surround yourself with. We know that surrounding ourselves with good people leads to being good or making better decisions, but the same does not work for salvation. We know that Nebuchadnezzar had been convicted, but not converted. He had been charmed, but not changed. However, his retrospective confession signals that a change had occurred, as he describes in chapter four. It's striking that upon having a second dream, Nebuchadnezzar again called the wise men for interpretation. This is, could be he suspected he knew the meaning of the dream and was hoping against hope for an alternative interpretation. Clearly, Nebuchadnezzar knew of Daniel's abilities and even made him a chief of the magicians, as he referenced in the passage. Daniel 4 is really a testimony to his faithfulness to God that over a decade into Daniel's court service to the king, Nebuchadnezzar still knew his real name and still so called him by his real name. The king describes his dream to Daniel. As we note the change between the first and second dreams of how Nebuchadnezzar sought an interpretation. He, he, freely, he freely reiterated his dream. There seems to be a more sense of urgency in seeking the meaning of a second dream than there was in the first dream. We know in chapter 2, the king was troubled because he did not understand his dream. And he was wondering about his future as he questioned the loyalty of his court. In chapter 4, the second dream... Of the big tree, the king was troubled because he understood his dream and he knew his future and he understood who would be in his court. As I was preparing for this lesson, one of the things that kept coming to mind besides control, and I know podcasts before this talked a lot about control, but what came to my mind was how much of God's direction do we understand yet do we fail to follow? It's it's the concept of knowing versus doing, and we know in our heart we need to do something. We need to make a change. We need to bring something to God, but sometimes we use that as a last resort, and sometimes it's pride. Sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's sheer stubbornness um, that we don't do that. as As children or teenagers from when you were younger or if you're going through that now, It's that refusal to do something that I I kept going back to and those scenes in our minds of what have I been stubborn enough where I've walked away, I've wanted to do my own thing and we know in the end it's better to follow God and it's better to do what we know to do rather than what we ought to do. A few weeks ago, Steve talked about what do we put above God? What do we worship? What are some of our worldly idols? And and we talked a lot about whether it's people or it's hobbies, whether it's social media, sports teams, What what do we put out there that we know probably takes up more space than what it should in our lives, but... We still do it. We still go back to old habits. We we know what we need to do. We know where our heart needs to be, but we go back to what feels good and, and what we want to do. And that gets back to that control piece, whether it's our thoughts, whether it's our actions, whether it's our emotions. Where do we fit with knowing what we need to do, and following God's direction. And that changes over time. One other thing is, I was going through this was, who is your Daniel? When we focus on Daniel and when we look at Daniel, and Daniel really was the one to give an honest answer to Nebuchadnezzar, even when the truth was hard to bear, who in your life is that person that you can go to where you get the honest answer and you move forward from that. Who is the one that God brings to you to bring glory to him, to bring glory to your life? This person may change or evolve over time as relationships change. But who are those people in your life, in your lives right now that bring you the honest truth and that you can go to for those conversations? So my parting thought is, are you following God or just going through the emotions? Are you with people who bring out the best in you, who tell you like it is, whether or not you want to hear it, but you know at some point it is what you need to hear. Um, And you may not realize it at the time, but down the road you do. So as we close out today, I'm going to pray and um, pray for our hearts and how God can use us to be more like Daniel. Dear God, we thank you for the book of Daniel, for using such a young man to be so wise and to bring us to a point where we know we may not want to hear what you're saying, but we know that it is for the best. We thank you for the story and how you can use people of all ages um, to influence our lives for your glory and for your good and And how that comes at different points in life and and all of our walks are different, and we all take things differently, and you use our gifts differently, but we just pray that you would show us those people in our lives with the wisdom and the knowledge and um, the ability to keep us focused on you and to not get bogged down with things that just aren't aren't part of your greater plan. Lord, we pray that um, you use this remaining book of Daniel and those that are going to also be doing podcasts. And we just pray that there are different applications through different interpretations and different conversations with Daniel that are applicable to our lives. In your name we pray. Amen.